You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome to Normalized Crime. I'm Gavin Schmidt. I'm sitting in as guest host for Eric today. Uh, Eric is here serving in a technical capacity. So uh, if we need him, he'll jump in. But otherwise, uh, I'm running the show today. And with us, as always, is Berto, who uh, has a nice long story about uh, the longest night of his life today. Is that about right? Well, I mean, it was close. We had a lot of nights like that. But I mean, it was just one that stood out because it was like constantly you know, going. It didn't have like no stalled parts in it. It was, it's continued mayhem throughout the night. Okay. Where would you like to begin? All right. So I guess the, I guess the best way to begin is to kind of, to preface a part of the night that's going to be important. Um, okay. So there's a, there's a guy, we'll just call him Guy X, right? And he wasn't a king. He had got invited to one of our get together, one of our parties at one time. You know, he was a street guy, but he was never, he was never a king, right? So, Throughout that night, you know, to sum it up, that guy ended up getting it into, he ended up, you know, getting into an argument with one of my close friends, right? He was a king. Uh, his name was Mario. Well, he wasn't a king yet, but he was a future. And so ultimately he got into it with me. So we ended up fighting. He was brought there by one of the, by, by the Inca at the time. So the fight got de-escalated pretty fast. Um, you know, on and off, it happened a couple of times and then it got de-escalated. And so... We eventually ended up shaking hands, you know, the night, you know, at the end of the night, everything was all right, you know. Yeah, he was mad, but at the same time, like, we looked at it like it could have been worse, you know, considering that whole situation, and that's a whole separate story. But my point is saying that is we were supposed to walk away from that night. Basically, everything was all good. That's what we were under, under the understanding of. Fast forward to this night, right? This night, I mean, it started like any other basic night. Uh, you know, you got everybody's looking for something to do. Everybody's looking for somewhere to hang out ready to get alcohol. We ended up somehow, I have no idea how, but we ended up settling on um, going to the, the north side. And uh, one of the kings that we were with, his name was Marcus, his girlfriend's house was over there. So it wasn't like it was much of a debate. Guys were like, okay, whatever. You know, we didn't think, okay, we're going to somewhere that's not our comfort zone, somewhere where, you know, we have no idea if something happens, where to go. You know, none of us are from the north side. You know, Lawrence is, but not not that part of the north side. All right. So I'm going to jump in for a second here. Uh, when you say the north side, like, what do you mean? Like, up by Brown Deer or just, like, by downtown? Or what's north side to you? So north side for us is basically right across the viaducts of, like, the 16th Street Bridge, the, you know, the uh, 27th Street Bridge, 35th Street Bridge. So right there, like, State, and, or, you know, what is it, like, State? Clybourne and all those streets, right? So that area right there, like we consider the north side. So not very so, far north then. Yeah, not not super far. North. That's that's the north side for us. Okay, cool. So um, so when we went there, you know, none of these things are in our mind, right? We didn't think, man, you know, we should, all all we knew was we're going to party and and we had a gun, so we felt like we were safe to some extent. That's not always often. That's that's just it. Rarely goes that well. We're all hanging out. To be fair, right? Like the house we're at. Marcus, one of the, the kings, his his girlfriend, it was her mom's house, you know, and uh, they kind of partied there a lot. So it wasn't like it was uh, it was weird or awkward for us to be there. From my understanding, it was a neighborhood that belonged to whatever street that was. Right. And, you know, I think we covered it before a few times. Like there's a lot of gangster disciples, GDs, right? They don't really like each other. 
because they claim different streets. You know, one can be from 21st and one can be from 31st and they, they war with each other, GD or not. We always looked at the North side GDs kind of different. They were just more about getting, you know, selling dope and, and that sort of thing. We didn't ever think of them as like gangbang. But what we failed to realize at the time and, and um, looking back now is even though they weren't gangbangers and they were only drug dealers, obviously they were going to protect the turf that they're on, right? Like that's, you know, even to, whether it's a gang or not, you're gonna, they're going to protect where they're from. So this is where they're from. Um, <clears throat> obviously we had, you know, we had no care for that. We didn't, I didn't give a damn. You know, so anyways, we start drinking. Everybody's hanging out, having a good time, you know, joking, laughing, you know, everything you possibly think. So at some point during the night, basically one of these guys from this neighborhood, it was actually two of them, but but they got led into our party. I'm not 100% of the dynamic that was going on before we had got there that night. It's the first time we've ever been there, right? So I don't know if there was drug dealing out of the house or in the neighborhood or whatever it was. These guys came in the house like they were comfortable coming in the house, like they had been there before. You know what I mean? So they knew the house, so to speak. So when they walked in, it was like a little bit of a shock, but also like, okay, is this like normal? Is this just, they're just passing through? But naturally, like everybody's drinking, testosterone's on a million. And so guys right away are like sizing these guys up, you know, like, what's going on, man? What y'all doing here? You know? And, uh, and they're kind of like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, like they, they had their own little bravado coming in. They didn't really, you know, heed to any warning that we were sending off non-verbally. At one point, I remember Payne walked up. I remember he walked up with a gun, right? And the guy had a gun on himself too. The uh, the guy from this neighborhood, there was two of them. And and so he kind of like pulls up his his shirt, like man, you ain't the only one. Like kind of like you know saying he's not scared, but at the same time, like he didn't, he wasn't really there for that. So everybody's kind of like you know we're trying to like cool their heads, prepare. Like listen, man, we're just kicking it. You know we're not we're not really on no you know BS, but at the same time, like you know you guys need to watch you you're running into type type thing you know what i mean and and they kind of were like they didn't respect it but at the same time like they didn't want to do nothing at that point so they kind of just walked out you know they were like escorted out by the people that lived there walked out you know the night continues right but now it's already like you know it's a little bit of poison in the in the in the in the water you know what i mean so so you know guys are continuing to party but at the same time like you know thoughts start creeping in everybody's mind like you know what's up with these guys at some point, one of the guys, uh, his name, my guy Revy, he was going outside for something and Payne was going out there with him naturally because Payne, you know, Payne had the gun. So obviously he wasn't going to let him go out there by himself. And, and so they went out there together and you got to remember like it's, there's music playing, like, you know, guys are drinking, you know, you know, conversations like, you know, quiet whisper conversations in, in some areas of the house and, and just between different guys. And so yeah, that was taking place, but <clears throat> for the most part, it was still like, you don't want to kill the the mood of the party, so to speak. So at some point during that time, <clears throat> we all heard a gunshot and it was pretty close, you know, with all the music playing, we heard it. Right. So, so we kind of look around, we look around, we notice who's not there. We know Payne's not there. Uh, we know Revy's not there. So we kind of look around, look around before you know it, we're like, Hey man, you know, the guy just shot somebody on the side of the house. You know, it's like, a, it, 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 it really like, um, it gets, it's like a flame. You know, it get one person's next and then the whole house knows, you know. So it was immediately like no. All right. So everybody's like, get in the house, get in the house. It's like now it's like locked down the house type stuff, right? So um everybody gets in the house, the music kinda goes down. Now we're in the house, the guys that are left there, you know, we got no gun, you know, guys are, you know, eighty percent wasted. And so it's like it's like trying to gather your thoughts 
but at the same time, like you're in crisis mode a little bit because you don't really know what you got yourself into at this point. You know, we're in a, some foreign area. You know, we, we have no idea. We got we're not we're not armed. And to top that off, one of our guys just shot one of their guys. So it's like, dang, you know, you could think, is this it? Right. Like this is this is how this is how you go down, because, I mean, ultimately, like there's nowhere to go. You know, it's nighttime. You know, it's the, you know, it, it's not like it's broad daylight and you're not going to do nothing. So um, I guess I guess the, the the short answer of what supposedly happened out there was that one of the guys was in the car and he pulled up in front and seen Revy and he threw the crown down. He disrespected the crown to Revy. And that's what started it. And then um, at some point they came walking back. And they walked up to Payne and Revy while they were in the gangway on the side of the house. And that's how. So, you know, fast forward now, again, we're waiting, we're waiting. It's kind of quiet. And what you should expect happened, happened. The police kick in the door. Now, when the police kick in the door, a number of things happen. First of all, Lawrence jumped out of a second story window <laughs> and got out of there. He was the only one who lived on the north side. So he ended up actually getting away. But but that was that was the first thing. But then, so they come up there, right? They come upstairs. Guys are, I mean, guys are toasted. Uh, one of the main guys, he was in my last story. My guy, Rick, he was toasted. You know, he was, he always get, he's always getting into it with the cops. Matter of fact, the, the cops took him that day as well. You know, they ended up taking him that way, that day too. So they, I think they only took him. They might've took one other guy. Maybe, I, I don't know. I think they took one other guy. But for the most part, they were just coming up there looking for guns. They wanted to make sure that whoever shot this guy wasn't up there once they've seen that they didn't really care about people drinking and all like i mean that's that's you know it's kind of like a small small fish you know in a big pond especially on a whatever a friday night or whatever it was so they leave so once they leave first it's kind of like you don't want the cops there right but at the same time you're like dang like if the cops aren't here what are these guys going to do so now the cops left right once they left there was like you know, there was some serious conversations about, you know, guys were kind of, the right guys were kind of sobering up now. Right. And they were kind of like, yo, like, you know, it's getting close to probably like two in the morning, you know, something like that. Maybe it's about one. We'll just say one because there's still a little bit of action. And so at some point in the night, right, this is a duplex house. So if you know what a duplex house is, common, right, you got a downstairs, you got an upstairs. Um, the thing is, is this duplex house was like located directly next to what used to maybe be like some sort of a business. So it had a flat top roof. And the reason why that's even relevant is because the guys were like walking on top of that roof right next to us while we were in the duplex. So we literally seen them through the windows. I mean, if they had an AK and they just spray like this, they're going to hit everybody, right? So they come walking up and they're kind of like, yo, and at this time, we're not talking to them. It's like the people whose house it is, they're talking to them. They're communicating. They know them, right? So... You know, they're kind of like, uh, I guess the guy's kind of like, yeah, we just want the dude that, that shot ours and, and and everything's good. Right. So it was that kind of conversation. Obviously, that never goes well with us. Right. Like we're never giving up one of our own. That's never going to happen. So the conversation's dead there. So they're like, all right, all right, all right. So they walk away. Now, I think I don't know if it's intimidation or what it was, but that might, maybe that was strategic, you know, because they they thinking, OK, we're just going to let them think on it. Right. So they walk away. Time's ticking. Like I said, people are sobering up. You know, there's still a little bit of hanging out. Like some guys are like, ah, who cares? You know what I mean? Like whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. And, uh, you know, so there's still drinking going on. At some point um, during that little process, 
we get another knock on the door, <clears throat> pound on the door, you know, but not, not like the cops, but, you know, and not like the guys trying to kick in the door. Like it's somebody familiar, right? So there's a difference there. So when that happened, they opened the door. It ends up being the guy X from the party I told you about before they started. And he comes in with one of his friends and, and um, another guy comes in who just so happens to be an old school king. And, you know, I used to be around the neighborhood. I know. And they're all related. X. Well, not the, not the guy that was with X, but but X and the old school king that I'm talking about. So the guy that was with X, I recognized him, too, but not in a good way. Right. They come upstairs, but we're kind of like happy to see him because, you know, it's a familiar face. And right now we're at war. You know, right now we're at war with these guys. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. So it's a familiar face in the battleground, so to speak. And at the end of the day, we thought that everything that had happened was water under the bridge anyway. So it didn't even come to my mind, to be honest with you. Thankfully, it appeared that way. You know, he's like, hey, man, what's up? You know, and we tell him, hey, you know, this is what's going on. These, this is what happened with these dudes. They outside. So he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, all right. He's like, he's like, don't worry about it. And he pulls up the shirt and he's got a He's got a nine on him. Right. So now it's like now it's like the, the blood starts flowing in everybody again. You know, everybody that was there that was trying to think mode and process what's going on and you know, how, what should we do to kind of to kind of be smart in this situation. And then once we seen that we had backup with a gun and it was kind of it kind of changed everybody's whole mentality and atmosphere. And it kind of turned back into like a little bit more of a, a celebration again, like a party. again, Right. And uh, it wasn't long. You know, it wasn't long. But, um, you know, because they had kind of came back. They had came over there from wherever they were partying at. So they were they were just kind of there as kind of like an after set came to hang out a little bit longer before they went home. Right. So when they're ready to go. Now the wheels start turning because we're going to be like, OK, we're kind of back to uh, basically not having a gun and we're just stuck here. So the plan that we devise is, all right, well, listen, we knew we didn't know for sure. But we, we kind of guessed that after Payne shot the dude, the first place he would go would be back tomorrow. Like that's it was just like an unspoken thing. That's the rendezvous. Point. All right. Whatever happens, get there. We'll work everything out else out later. So the plan that we devise is, all right. Me and Mario will leave. We'll get a ride from these guys because they're going to the south side anyway. Um, the old school king, it was his car. He was driving. So, all right, we'll get a ride to the south side from them. We'll go back to Payne's house. The gun will be there. We'll bring the gun back. That way we're all safe. That's the plan. Everybody agreed. All right. Not everything works the way you think it's going to work. So, um, so the plan is for us to go with them, right? So we're telling everybody, all right, listen, we'll be back. Don't worry about it. You know, my brother's there. You know, there's there's some like obviously my closest friends are here, right? So they're de- I feel like they're dependent on me to bring this back to them. Otherwise, they're not going to be safe. Everybody's like, "All right, you ready to go?" And I'm like, "All right, we're going." So we're shaking everybody's hand, let's move back. And then uh, you know, once we get downstairs, things kind of got a little bit sketchy to say the least, right? And I didn't know what to believe at the time, and it took me a while to figure it out. So here's what happened: Guy X went out first. He went out with the other little guy that he came in. Because the old school king is saying bye to the people in the house as well. So he's like lagging behind with us. So I end up going out. Mario steps out before me. I step out behind Mario. As soon as I step behind Mario, I seen like a beam come through the gangway. You know, a beam of light, like from a gun. And when I seen it, then I heard the shots. And I'm talking about they were close and loud. And I immediately ducked and jumped to the other side. Because in the gangway, you know, you're stuck, right? But thankfully, there was another house right here. Because we came down in the back, 
of the duplex. So I could just jump behind the other house and then the bullets that were going down the gangway, they weren't going to hit me. So there was a few, man, there was a lot of shots, man. There was, you know, and I remember thinking like, hey, man, like, are these, these, are these dudes in the shootout? Is, is, is X shooting out with these guys? You know, where did he go? Are they just shooting at us? You know, because I didn't really see him when I came out. So finally it stops, right? As soon as it stops, the old school king comes walking on the step and he's like, what, what's going on? What's going on? So then the little guy that was with X comes running to the back of the game. We're like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I don't think nothing of it, right? Like in my mind, I'm like, all right, maybe it was these these dudes over here. I don't know. So I get to the front and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Good. And then and then and then uh he was like, Oh, it was just X. He was shooting in the air, just letting them know that he's got the gun, you know, if they want to do something. So I, I didn't even I kind of just shrugged it off. I was like, whatever, let's get in the car. Right. So we get in the car, we take off. <clears throat> We're driving from the north side to the south side. Thankfully, you know, it wasn't too far. But so during the ride, um, at some point during the ride, the little guy that was with X, he tells he tells me, he goes, man, we should have brought them other clips. And X is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yo, he tells he tells the, the old school king, he goes, yo, let's go to my house first before we drop them off. Let's go get them other clips. The old school king's like, nah, 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 man. I'm dropping you off right here, and then I'm taking them home. I never thought of nothing of that conversation. I just I overlooked it. I didn't even think I didn't even think to try to understand what would be. I just was. You know, focused on my mission, which was to get over there, get the gun, take it back, right? Not even thinking about what's in front of me. And so we end up dropping the two off. They get out. So as soon as they get out, the old school king's like, what'd y'all do to them dudes? Or you know that dude? He said, you know that dude is an MLD, right? That was the first thing. And I go, I go, yeah, yeah, he looked familiar. You know what I mean? The, the little guy that came with X. So I'm like, yeah, he looked familiar. I'm like, he looked familiar. And I think that was this dude. I, got his name man and he goes yeah he goes yeah he was an mld and he goes yeah he he wanted to kill you fools tonight i go what he goes yeah he goes yeah man he goes he goes him and him and him and my nephew man they wanted to kill you fools tonight you two and i start putting it all together you know like dang we were the ones that started the whole fight when he got jumped at the house at that party me and me and Mario, like yeah it was everybody else that was in on it too but it was me and mario who basically he got into the altercation with which was started a whole night, started a whole fight off that night. So I never put that together, right? And then even the conversation about getting the clips, it means he means that he wanted to get the clips so that before he dropped us off, he could shoot us. You know what I mean? Like that's what he was saying the whole time. And I never, I never even processed it. I was just so narrow-minded and, and focused on what was going on. <clears throat> I didn't even think about that element. Man, I'm telling you, man, to this day, man, I still know the old school king. I thank him to this day, man. He saved our life. I mean, because... You know, who knows, like, if, if he would have had the heart to pull the trigger on me and, and Mario. I don't know. You know, you never know. But I'm glad I didn't have a chance to find out, you know. So, yeah, that's that's the thing, man. I think that dude still to this day, I still see him. And I tell him, man, you know, saved my life that day, man. You know, because it was real. You know, and he didn't even know the elements behind it. You know, so it's not like he was, you know, he had an idea what was going on. He was just doing it out of the kindness of his heart. One, because we were we were kings and he was an old school king. You know, he was even nephew or not, he wasn't, he wasn't going to allow that to happen. So that was one great aspect of it. You know what I mean? All right. So that part was crazy. That was, that was a crazy mind blown thing. So we get to, we get to Mario's house. Thankfully Payne's there. The gun we had, I never forget it was a 380 and we had bought it. It had three clips. Payne had only shot once though. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was pretty still full. I mean, we obviously put it, filled it up just for that sake. Um, so I remember he, that he told us what happened, right? He goes, yeah, man. Dude came in the gangway and I shot him, right? So, all right, we tell him what's going on. We're like, yo, we got to get the gun back to these bros. 
They're still over there. These dudes are circling the house. He's like, all right, cool. He stays. Mario's mom ends up taking us up. Before I finish, right, let me just say this, right? Mario's mom passed. Um, she was like the nicest, sweetest lady. She was the greatest lady. I mean, she just cared too much. And, um, you know, she passed away recently. It, it, it kind of hurt. But, but I just think about her, man. And she was just like that with all the guys, you know, like all the guys that would be around. She, you know, obviously I was her favorite. I mean, like, I, cause I would, because I was closest with Mario, because Mario was like my best friend, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, well, I was the one that brought him around type deal so anyways did she know why you needed a ride back no but this is what i'm about to say probably okay. shouldn't have been doing some of the things that she did for us right probably shouldn't have been doing a lot of the things she was doing for us but like that night she didn't really know the she didn't know the i guess the depth of what was going on she knew that we needed to get back over there but she didn't know all the intricacies that were at play and and it's really crazy to think about now because we really we, we almost put her life in we did put her life in danger um, just by having her take us back there. And these are the things that people overlook all the time, right? With their family and their friends. And they wonder why, you know, in the gang life, a lot of times the guy that gets killed or might get killed is the, it's the person that's not even in the gang. They're just standing next to them, you know, and that happens a lot. And it's, and it's, and it's not intentionally from guys that are in gangs, but they're just so naive and narrow minded that things like that slip their mind. And it's, it's about fulfilling your purpose. You know, with that being said, circling back to, you know, Mary's taking us. You know, it's seven in the morning by now, you know, by the time all this transpired, X shooting at us, getting and getting out of there and the end of the party and the police raiding the house. And by now it's about seven in the morning. Sun's coming up. <laughs> we ain't slept. You know, you're still like you're sober enough to understand everything that's going on, but you still got that drunk feeling in you. And and uh, and so as we're getting up there, I got the gun. So I tell, you know, I tell Mary, I'm like, listen, go around through the alley. Definitely not a smart idea, right? It's a poor lady. But in my thinking, I'm thinking criminal thinking, right? So I'm thinking the best way to be safe for all of us, though. I wasn't just thinking about, I'm just thinking, what's the best way to be safe? The best way to be safe is not to be in the open and I can protect us with this gun, right? So that's my mindset, right? It's not the right mindset because obviously I'm in a hornet's nest, right? This is their neighborhood. Why would I want to be in an alley where nobody can see you, right? So anyways, you're not thinking at that time. So I we go around to the back. Mario's like, I'm going to go with you. So we're, we're in the back in the alley. Now there's a garage there and then there's their house, but it's wide open. I, I remember, I remember it's like wide open. There's like no fences to separate the houses, which can be good, can be bad, depending on which side of this battle you're at, right? The shootout. Obviously it's not good for me because I got nowhere to hide if there's more than one guy shooting, right? So I got the gun out, man. I'm not, I, you know, if I'm going out, I'm going out like this. So I got the gun out and I'm like creeping through the gangway, creeping through the gangway on the side of the house, I mean, on the side of the garage. And I look up when I get to the back of the garage and I can see some of the brothers. They're all still up, obviously. They're in the back window. When they see me, they like smile and they start throwing up the crown. They're happy, right? So they come down the stairs, let me in. Me and Mario, we roll over there. We hop in the hallway for a second and we're like, what's going on? What happened? What happened? You know, we had been gone probably like, you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. You know, we had to wait until Mario's mom woke up. You know, we weren't going to wake her up at five in the morning. Be like, hey, yo, Let's get a ride here, and so so we had to wait, <clears throat> and uh, and obviously we didn't want to scare her either. And so, anyways, they're like, "Man, listen, man, the dude's just been circling the house. You know, they keep coming by trying to take. They're like taking shifts." He was like, "Bro, they're taking shifts." He was like, "Some of them come, and then you'll see another crowd come, and you'll see another crowd come, and they're all just like, yo, we're waiting for you to come out. We're waiting for you to come out.'" 
and I'm like, all right, well, listen, I gave him the 380. I'm like, here's the extra clips, right? So we gave him 380. He's got two extra clips. <clears throat> so we're like, yo, well, we're Mary. Mary's out there. She's waiting in the car. By this time, I think there might have been like four brothers left, you know, at the end by between jumping out the window, police taking a couple, pain leaving. I think there might have been like four kings left there. And so they're like, all right, well, we're just going to hop on the bus and go. We're like, all right, meet us by Mario's house. You know, we all couldn't fit in the car. So we're like, all right, cool. So we get in the car. And uh, we take off, you know, getting away from the scene. And it wasn't, wasn't nothing in my mind thinking that it was going to go that smooth. It got about 10 o'clock, I want to say, for those guys. Not 100%, but it's somewhere in the morning still, shortly after we left. And um, so the guys are ready to go. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get on the bus. Let's go by Mario, right? And uh, maybe they got a, maybe a couple of them got a couple hours of sleep, but I doubt it. They're like, man, how do you want to do this? How do you want to do this? And then when they get to a point, right, where two had the gun, my boy had the gun. And, um, you know. At some point, them guys came back and they're standing in front of the house. And now it's like all three of them got guns uh, and they're kind of looking up. The window's open. You know, they're looking up. They're like, hey, man, when y'all going to come out, man, it's over. You guys might as well give it up. Come on out. My boy's like, man, y'all ain't going to do shit. That's simple. Y'all ain't going to because now it's a matter of wills. Are you going to mm-hmm. show them weakness? You know, you're outnumbered. You're outgunned. But I mean, that doesn't matter. You know, like it's about pride at this point. And so uh, the dude's like, man, he's like, man, y'all came to the wrong area to, uh, uh, of the city. This, he's like, man, this is Northside. You know, we can't kill over here. Throws a crown down. Now, anybody, any story you ever heard of me, man, you know, there's usually nothing good that comes after that saying. If mm-hmm. I've ever said somebody said King Killer, usually something good doesn't happen after that saying. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Straight from the window, fire, shooting. And uh, the dude must have got shot. I want to say once or twice, but it wasn't just him that was being aimed at, so to speak. That happened that fast. They're talking crazy. A guy responds by shooting at him. They take off. Now, even though you got two clips left, right, you still don't want to be there. One, because the cops are going to come back more likely. Two, and these guys obviously had firearms. It's not like they didn't have guns not available. Where they're willing to use them, who knows? But at that point, everybody's like, yo, let's go. So they all jump out, jump out the house, boom, and they run. And when they're running across the street, Carlo, the guy sees him. They start chasing him. Um, they're running down busy streets, you know, and these guys are like chasing him in the car. Finally, they hop a street. Um, they ran across the street and they were able to slide onto a city bus without them guys seeing him. And the guys are like circling around, circling. They end up coming back over there. Mario's house, we're over there. And they tell us everything that happens. And, you know, we're shocked, but we're not shocked. You know, like it's, it's kind of one of those situations where like you knew what was going to happen, but. So, you know, it's, it was just a crazy, crazy night, man. Just a back and forth seesaw feelings like euphoria and then like the ultimate almost close to death feeling like, damn, it's like, this is, this is like, this is it. Like you get this sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. And uh, anybody that, that, that says they haven't felt that at some point, you know, during their street life and, and different aspects, crime, they're lying to you unless they're like some stone cold. Dahmer, you know, one of these guys, Gacy, somebody like that. For the most part, man, guys that just grew up in neighborhoods and join gangs and get involved in these crazy, crazy incidents, they feel that. man. It's very real. It's a, it's a, you know what I mean? And call it fear, call it whatever you want. But a lot of times that, you know, fight or flight, it helps you. You know what I mean? Your, your first mind and how you react to things. But yeah, man, I, I can definitely say that that night had a big range just Constant, constant, you know, up, down, up, down, up. All right. You ready for some questions or? 
Yeah, yeah. Let me hear the questions. Now. Let me hear okay. The questions. Uh, so first of all, you've got the old school king and his nephew. It, we're calling X. And so then, but they're also with the MLD. Why? Why is the old school king even cool hanging out with the MLD? I'm confused about that part. Okay, that's a good. That's a good thing to clarify. <clears throat> so the old school king is not. He's not active, right? He's 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 out of the game. He's nowhere near like the actual confines of really being in the right. So that's one. Two, it was his nephew. You know, so even mm-hmm. though his nephew is an MLD, it's still his family. You know, and and like I said, X wasn't really an MLD, but his family. He had family members who was MLD, and the little guy that he was with was MLD. So to be fair, you know, yeah, you're right. He was hanging with uh, MLD, but it's it's um it's one of those things, man. One of those things where we talk about just hypocrisy in the lifestyle in general. You know, me and me and Eric had many conversations about how it's one of those things where you know, sometimes it just doesn't matter or people overlook it. I mean, I guess in this case, it's, it is his nephew, so it's a little bit different. And it's not like he was an active gang member. It's like he's not like he's on count, so to speak. So that's kind of that, that's that's why that was able to happen. That way. OK. And then this is I don't know if you even know if there's a good answer to this. But um, when someone is like a, a street guy, you know, in, in the street life or whatever, but they're not a future, they're not a member. Are they just kind of like neutral? Are they allowed to go wherever and hang out at any parties they want? Or do certain groups kind of claim them, even though they're not, you know, pledged or whatever? Yeah, no, that's that's um, that's exactly what that guy X was like. And that's the freedom that he wanted is that he wanted to be able to go anywhere and say, yo, I don't have no allegiance to nobody. I just want to hang out with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And that works. You know, it works like especially like when you're when you're like, you're a man, right? Like you're a man's man. You know what I mean? Like when you're that kind of guy, you can do that. Now the the issue is, is like when you run into a gang like ours, where we didn't really, we didn't believe in that kind of allowing. We didn't believe in allowing that kind of, I guess, allegiance, so to speak, where, yeah, you can come hang out with us, but you ain't got to be a part of us, you know, because at the end of the day, right, you start thinking about, well, what about trade secrets, right? Like you see what's going on in our party, you see what, and then, you know, who, who's who's to say you weren't, you won't sell me out, right? So yeah, ideally, that's what a lot of people strive for. They want to be like, yeah, man, I can go anywhere. I can be with anybody. I ain't got no gang affiliation. That might work a couple of times, man. but at the end of the day, you start getting guys, you start thinking about that, like, man, you know, too many secrets, you know, too much, right? Like, so they, they usually, you know, give them the ultimatum. Either you become a king or you become this or you become that or you can move. And so that's kind of how it works. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a matter of time before those guys, the neutrons, end up being basically some sort of a gang member or just not hanging around in that atmosphere. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's what I was curious about because if you got if you're hanging out with a guy and and he always hangs out with you, I mean that's one thing, that's fine. But if one day he's hanging out with you, the next day it's MLD, next day it's Cobras, whatever. I mean, that's exactly the problem. I mean, he's whether he knows it or not, he's basically a spy at that point. Right, right, exactly. And 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 on top of that, man, like you, uh, you know, it's a liability. It's it's just uh, it doesn't make smart street sense. You know, what I mean, to to allow something like that, man. So yeah, it's 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 really it's rarely ever accepted over a longer period of time. Um, I'll give you an example. You know, one of my boys who I always talk about. His cousin was like a hang around guy like that, you know, and it's different because it was his cousin, I guess, you know, but he always hung around. He always came around and guys really liked him. You know, guys were really like, man, this dude's cool, you know, and and this is an issue I think we can talk about another day. But 
they overlooked a lot of weaknesses that this guy had because he was cool to be around. So they end up giving him the ultimatum. You either want to be a king or we got to kind of cut this short because, you know, you're around. Yeah, you're his family, but still. And he ended up becoming a king. And then he ended up becoming a garbage king. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was, he was, a, he was trash. It was just that people were so, and to his credit, maybe that's why he didn't want to be a king for all that time because he didn't want to do the things we were doing. But at some point he enjoyed the, I guess, the luxuries of being a king. You know what I mean? The, the parties and, you know, hanging out and, you know, even like the, the respect that went along with it. So at some point he probably liked that part, but he never really liked the other part, which was the main part. You know what I'm saying? So when he became the king, he ended up, you know, he ended up being somebody that nobody really, you know, even respected. But but my point is saying that is, you know, that's that's typically what happens at neutrons. They end up getting to a point where they're either enticed on their own or they're asked a question. Okay. So the when you're in this house and you've got the guys circling around, the guys circling are, are gangster disciples, is that was that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those guys were all G. Okay. Now, did it end after that night or or did you actually like did they get names or you get names and this was going to continue on for a while or or did it just kind of fade away after that day? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure just based on even conversations with me, you can you can attest that the north side and the south side are completely different worlds. So once this happened, unless they were going to come and initiate, you know, try to initiate a war with us, it was it would have died out because it's not like we're going to be traveling across the bridge to go and shoot at these guys in their neighborhood, you know, right on a busy street. Like, I mean, yeah, we were wild and reckless, but we weren't that, you know, so, um, and, and we were ghosts, you know, they, it wasn't like they could come and find us. The only way they'd ever run into us is in some sort of jail setting where they'd obviously have the advantage because I mean, let's just, let's be honest, there's going to be a lot more GDs um, in population and there's going to be Latin Kings. So wait, but why, why would there be more GDs in, in jail? Because GD, like I said, is more of a GD is more of a a broad a, a it's like a broad uh, brush. But these guys that are GDs, they're really from they really claim a street or they claim a hood, you know. So you know, and that's like the whole north side. You know, there's only one vice lord hood on the north side, and that's Third and Keith. So with the exception of that one neighborhood, the majority of it is all folks. They're all they're all GDs, some form of GD. And so, obviously, numbers when they get locked up is different than numbers when we get locked up. Okay, I guess, so yeah, I just I had to clarify. I don't, I'm not that familiar. So, so GD is more like a generic term for a bunch of different gangs, right? Right. Well, well, it's 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 not a bunch of different gangs. It's like a bunch of different streets. You know, it's 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 they're GDs, but they're gonna say, "Yo, I'm uh, I'm I'm from uh, whatever. I'm from." But that's weird, though. That's weird to say like I'm GD, you're GD, we wear the same colors. But you live on a different block, so I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll shoot at each other. They'll take each other's money. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Over there. Yeah. I mean, what well, used to be. So, so yeah, to answer that, man, it, it, it died because we would have never crossed paths, really, unless we were locked up. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of how that went. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> I guess that's good. Because, yeah, if that, if that broke out into, like, a larger thing, that could be a real issue. Yeah, it could. I mean, but you, got, you have to have willing participants on both sides. You know, you got to remember a lot of guys, and not to say that they're cowards or anything like that, but it's about comfort zone. Like these guys are comfortable in their neighborhood. They're selling drugs. You know, they got guns. They got whatever they want. You know, what is what does it make sense to go and chase down almost non-existent people? Because we were ghosts. 
it's not like we were ever going to go back to that house again, you know? So it was best for them to let it go. Sure. Well, I mean, but it has to happen. I mean, maybe not while you were there, but it has to happen from time to time where, you know, they, these bigger battles happen or someone's trying to gain more turf from another gang or something. It has to happen, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. It's more prevalent, it's more prevalent in like, in like the city of Chicago, right? Because these neighborhoods are literally right next to each other, right on top of each other. So it's like constant gunfire day in, day out. Yeah, that's that's the uh, <clears throat> the difference. Like with 19th Street, we didn't have, we basically didn't have a neighborhood anymore at some point because, you know, every time we went over there, they would call the police on us. So our neighborhood was the whole South Side. That's the way we looked at it. So we were going to come where you were at. And a lot of times that, that's what we did. Okay. Well, I guess the only... The only other question I have is, do you know whatever happened to, to Guy X? Was that the last you saw him? or? So, true story, Guy X, right? Um, after that, uh, he's, he's, he's related to, like I said, you got to remember, the South Side is a really, really small place. And you're going to know somebody who knows somebody. It just happens that way. And um, I say that because I actually ended up being intertwined with Guy X a lot closer than I thought I would. But... That's not the point. The point is saying that Guy X ended up actually dying in a car accident. Um, freak accident. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was a street guy. And you would think the streets would have got him and ended up being in the car accident. So, yeah, that's just it's funny. It's crazy how things work. But, but you had no more trouble with him after that? No. No, that was it. That was it. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought the story was, was pretty complete, so I don't really have much more. If you have something you wanted to add, I guess... Um, no, I'm trying to think here, man. That's, I mean, I guess the point of the the point I I, I was want to get off from that story is like, I guess just the emotional roller coaster, you know, that that goes in the day to day lifestyle of someone like myself. And um, I don't, I, I by no means mean to prop myself up because it obviously it was it was a it was all of us and it was it's the street in general. So I'm not trying to do that at all. But it is it is a message just to say like, hey, listen, man, like you know. There's a lot of things that guys go through that the average person would never know emotionally, feelings wise. Like these are things that the ultimate high, the ultimate low. I guess that's why the, the old the old adage is, you know, walk a day in my shoe. Right. I mean, if you would walk that day in my shoe, I mean, I mean, I had a lot better days than that. But if you would have chose that day to walk, you know, what I'm saying, uh, yeah, that was just one of the ones where it kind of it wakes you up. And, and you would think at that point, right, it would wake you up and be like, Roberto, what the hell are you doing? Like this time, like if this doesn't, you know, slap you in the reality, what will? Right. Oh, yeah. I, I hear that. I mean, to go to have a party, think everything is okay, having a great night, and then within an hour or two, you could have a whole house full of guys dead. I mean, yeah. like, I don't even know how to explain that other than to say, like, that's that's about as opposite as it gets from highest to lows. Yeah. And I yeah, think someone's so passing me a note. So let's see what we got. Let's give one to the audience. You, put your hand up. Yeah, what's he got? I can ask a question. What was the timeline of this? Because I think I remember, heard, I don't think I, you said, you might have said what time it started, but I heard 10 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. What time did the rest of the kings get to the person's house? They got to Mario's house probably at like, I want to say like one or two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was sometime in the afternoon. None of those. I mean, you know, I know for sure my boy too didn't sleep. Like, yeah, it was. It was definitely. It was a long night. It was. It was a long night. The f crazy part about it is everybody kind of just shook it off, like it was business as usual. 
right? Like it was uh, on to the next one, time to find a ne- next ex- escapade, so to speak. Okay, so the note I got past is actually how to wrap up an episode, since I've never hosted before. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, we can we can kind of go from there. Do we know what our theme is next time? Um, next, no, I still got to think about it. Okay, so so they'll find out when we find out. All right. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, as always, uh, uh, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for the stories and letting us into this uh, this world that is so foreign, so foreign to us. Um, it's it's always an eye opener. And uh, yeah, anybody who's curious about the about this podcast or or wants to talk, you can email normalizedcrime at gmail dot com. It's kind of official, I guess. There's actually ways to to contact now. Bring on the questions. All right. Uh, thank you, Berto. Uh, thank you, Eric, for being the uh, the invisible tech guy today. And uh, we'll talk to everybody again next time. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Normalized Crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.